booger. What happens when you want a visual medium? You get a booger that starts coming out of your nose and you gotta pick it. So that's all going in now. <laughs> it has to. And you're still going at it. Because it's still annoying me. It's driving me crazy. Get it out. Get it out. I don't know. We'll do see what, what you happens. Do. I need some more volume in my headphones. There we go. Mm. Let me hear your voice. Let me hear your oh, voice. Yeah, Let me hear. No one likes my voice. <laughs> People love your voice. They often write in letters uh, and are like, Sam, shut the fuck up. Michelle, soothe me with that voice. It's funny. People will have, I should say, given me compliments on my singing voice. I've never received a compliment on my speaking voice. Why do you think that is? Because <laughs> I've been told that I sound monotone. So I made sure. I said, monotone. <laughs> well, I, think for the, <laughs> I think for the podcast, you inflect a little bit more. I try to. Yeah, you're being a, it's a radio, not radio voice. Radio voice to me is like, hey, hey uh, what's going on on the 9-5? We're going to seven dimes, and I can only think of numbers for some reason when I'm doing this voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do things like, how did you know I needed a kitty in my lap? <laughs> I felt like Waldorf and Stat. What is it? Waldorf and Stat. Wald. Staten. Statler and Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, there we go. Those are the best Muppets of all time. They are. I agree. Although they are hecklers, and I don't like a heckler. No, but they are negative. <laughs> Very. And they are critical. Very. And they're my spirit puppets. <laughs> my spirit puppets. That's not a thing, but I'll take it. And I want to sit on that one's mustache real bad. Oh, yeah. I had to think. Which one has a mustache? <laughs> I w- I'm going to guess that's Waldorf. We're Marley and Marley. If you're familiar with the Muppets Christmas Carol, I don't know why you wouldn't be. It has Sir Michael Kine in it. <laughs> it does have... <laughs> Michael Kane. Michael Kane. <laughs> I've gotten better because yeah, we watched because we watched the video and which you and I interpreted it differently because you said that you at least the you're familiar more with the younger Michael Kane, I suppose, but you said he talks more out of the sides of his mouth. But what I have seen, which is old Michael Kane, it's it's more out of the front. Of his mouth. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah, doesn't feel right for me. I gotta go Ma- Michael Caine. Michael Caine. It's a cockney in me. But it's cockney in the f- in, it's cockney in the front of his mouth. I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, that's Michael Caine. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Gumbo. Hello, Michael Caine. <laughs> I mean, he is cockneyed, and he did... The thing that we watched was him kind of proudly Perfect. hanging on to the cockneyed part of his accent. It's who he is. He's not going to let that go just because he becomes a fancy I actor. It. I love it. I'm, I like Michael Caine a lot. I don't know if he's a good actor or not. He's one of those actors that's like, uh, I just like him so much. I don't know if he's acting good or not. I just want to see him on screen. Well, first, I think it's acting well. And secondly... Okay, thank you. <laughs> acting well. But I think I don't have a lot to choose from. So for me, it... I I I usually just have the Muppets Christmas Carol to reference, and he did a great job as Ebenezer Scrooge. 
goddamn right. The so best I'm, Scrooge of all time was Bill Murray in the movie Scrooge. I've never seen it. I do not believe that. I just wanted to bring up the movie Scrooge. Isn't that not like a really good movie? Uh, it's all right for me. It's one of those movies that you catch on TBS at like 1.30 in the afternoon on a Sunday when it's cold and you're like, yeah, I'll keep watching Scrooge. Which is also a Groundhog Day definition, yes, yep, I would say. Yep. Description. Uh, Ghostbusters. Bill what Murray about movies. Bob? <laughs> oh, gosh. What about Bob is a genuinely good movie, at least the last time I watched it. I haven't seen it in so many years, but it was good. So, again, by the way, uh, we're not good at any of this. Uh, so I guess however many minutes into it, I should say, welcome to Couple of Critics. Critics podcast. <laughs> Can't even say it. it. Well, welcome to Couple the Critics podcast. Hello. Welcome to Couple the Critics podcast. Up in your face. To anyone with knowledge or skills, we're a disgrace. That's what we do here. We try to be funny and cute, but we're not. But we try. But we're not. But we try. But we're not. But we try. So yeah, welcome to Couple Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam, and we are a married couple of people who give each other forms of media, typically music, and we review them. Try to be comedic. We try to talk about the album or whatever. When it's a movie, it just kind of takes over. But the albums. We do get a little distracted. We talk about all kinds of things outside of the album as well. So if you're coming here for straight facts, accuracies, and, uh, you know, black and white, that's not going to happen here. Yeah. We're, we're responding with our feelings, with how things sound based on how we listen to music. If this is your first episode, uh, we listen to music very differently, which is something that we have discovered from doing this podcast for almost three years now. We do little to no research. Little to no research is Anything correct. we say is not based on fact. So, and so you know, we are nobody. We are two people with regular dumb fucking jobs. We live in southern Indiana. We are nothing. <laughs> but thanks for being here. But if you're God here, we appreciate you. We got cell phones and we got microphones. Yeah. And we got ears. And so we're doing it. We got big dumb mouths, so we're here to uh, talk about things that we like. Yes, let's do it. Let's, I love it. Let's get started. Uh, it's a me week. It's a Michelle week indeed. We we need to come up with a better way of saying it's, it's a, a me, me week. week. It's a me, Michelle. I keep thinking about saying like, oh, I should do something video wise here and put up like Mario going, it's a me week. But then I realize. That's more work for me. And there's like a whole likeness of using, you know, characters. Right. We'll and make them Jario and I'll make them look just a little bit different. A Jario? A Jario. Now I feel like I have to do it. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I could just take a... It's not happening. I'm not nearly as good at photo editing again our photo editing skills we use photoshop in completely different ways it's, yeah what's very interesting but i i could just use my poor photo to editing, editing skills like that and uh that was fun make a jario <clears throat> and just kind of like take the face <laughs> like <that. laughs> i mean i can animate it i just don't want to make jario i'm saying that i could make a jario it just will be porio it'll look very badio no one will like it, Eo. Yo. <laughs> Captain Eo. Isn't that, isn't that MJ? Uh, it Captain is. Captain Eo. 
Have you ever seen that? I know you didn't go to the ride, but have you ever seen like a bootleg? I think I wa- tried to watch part of it, but I didn't really enjoy it. So I think there's a bad version on YouTube, at least when I had seen it. Because I was also looking for Doug Benson, who was a dancer in it, which is hilarious. <laughs> Doug Benson as a dancer. I just look for the scenes where people fit poorly into costumes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm in Southern Indiana. I drink sweet tea. I'm my stars. I'm way fatter than people in like Duck Benson. Duck Benson? Hi, I'm Duck Benson. Didn't he do that? Didn't he have something about ducks? Probably. Why wouldn't Uh, he? I don't know. Let's stop talking about Doug Benson. I think you should check out Doug Benson. He's got enough fans. No, he doesn't. Everyone should support Doug Benson. This isn't a... We're not fighting it out. Everyone has time. You're right. We're not fighting it out. (laughs) all right so this week i gave sam an album which you probably have already seen because i assume you can read unless you're just clicking on random things and you hear this happening uh but we listened to american beauty by the grateful dead fuck i watched american beauty Mm -hmm. i was supposed to listen to an album is what you're telling me I mean, I enjoy that movie, so it wouldn't be something I would be against doing, but I think that there's a big difference between Jerry Garcia and Kevin Spacey. Not from what I've heard. But there's not that big of a difference between Kevin Spacey and a plastic bag these days. I was going to say, I want to talk about this scene where this kid filmed the most beautiful thing he'd ever filmed. I don't want to talk about that. It's a plastic bag! He sells weed in that movie, right? Yeah, he sells it to Kevin Spacey's character. <laughs> you think it was good weed? No, it was the 90s. There was good weed in the 90s. It just wasn't readily available. That's true. It just wasn't as good. I've I've tried to go back and look at uh, High Times, <laughs> what they had, because there was something that recently circulated, and it was pictures of from the Cannabis Cup. From 1977. Yeah, and it was like twigs and Stringy and nasty and and thin and not good (laughs) colors. But it's also, you know, I don't think there were necessarily great pictures either. Um, But it's, it's, I think that the pictures kind of don't do them justice because there were a lot of buds that looked relatively the same throughout the 80s and the 90s. Sound like you're becoming quite the bud connoisseur historically. Um, when I can't sleep at night, I spend time looking <laughs> up really ridiculous things. Uh, I just go down rabbit holes, and sometimes it's stuff that's interesting and how the earth will swallow people, and sometimes it's about whatever. <laughs> Who cares? So, Grateful Dead, American Beauty. This was released November 1st, 1970. It says that it kind of, it hangs out in the folk rock and country folk style. Cool. Cool, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where this is going. Uh, and it says that they are showing influence from people such as Bob Dylan, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. And I don't know about that. Uh, but this is a well-known album. They only had one actual single from it. A lot of people will, who are fans of the dead will revere this. Not all of them. Don't come at me or come at me and call me names. That's actually funny. Um, uh, <laughs> but 
it's I've read it's highly regarded as a favorite amongst fans. So what say we get into this? Let's do it. Let's start with track one, Box of Rain. Time to put on your dancing shoes. Here we go, right now. These are my dancing shoes. So this is definitely mellow. Oh, yes. Throughout. Super mellow. I will say, because I want to do something a little different starting now, what do I think that you thought, Sam, when I gave this to you? I don't know. Can you turn it down a little bit? It's not very loud at all on my phone. It's so much lower than usual. So you must have something jacked up. Cool. I'm just looking at my levels. But carry on. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I don't care. It's that low. That's cool. Blast it up. I don't care. It's just louder than usual on my levels. And I can't reach the knob anymore. I guess this is why you should have looked at that knob before. I guess so. But what were we talking about? Bears? No. Isn't that the Grateful Dead that they have bears? They do have bears. That's that hippie thing I always saw when I was in high school. And I was like, don't they have the skull thing too? With the lightning bolt? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the confirmation. I don't know that much about the Grateful Dead. I'm not a huge Grateful Dead fan, so... Oh, yeah. You were going with... What did you think before I, uh... What yeah. did you think I thought? Sorry. But you thought that was a bear conversation, apparently. I forgot what we were doing because of the level. Go ahead. Okay, so I don't think that you were excited about this at all. I know that you were surprised. Um, but I'll say before you say anything about it, I don't think that you enjoyed this. And I, I just don't consider this a strong week for you. A strong week for me? Yeah. What, what do I say? Do I give you my feedback? If you want, you can. I'm just, that's what I'm saying from the, from the get-go. It's not as a, it, it wasn't like rough. It was just kind of bland for me. Mm-hmm. Like I would forget there was even music playing sometimes. And I think that's correct. I don't love this entire album. But there are some songs that I love on this album. That's interesting to know. So. <clears throat> My general impression was just like. It seemed negative. I didn't know you were. I didn't hear any song that I thought, Michelle's going to love this one. Well, there's a song I've played around you many times. I, I knew there was a couple or a song that I've heard before. But for me, it's just like, it's fine. It's just so laid back that it doesn't tickle any fancy. And I don't know what they're saying at all. As always, I don't pick up any lyrics, so I don't have any insight to what they're talking about. And I feel like a band like this, it's probably more interesting to know what they're saying, maybe? Because they might have an actual thought or an actual message. You know what I'm saying? It's insane to me that you can't hear the simplest, most clear (laughs) lyrics which, I mean, this is not super clear always, but... And it's also there's guys singing together, and it's, they like to keep it a little bit loose, so they're not like... You can tell they didn't take the takes multiple times. I agree. I don't think that the vocals are great, and I actually... I don't think that Jerry Garcia has a great voice. Oh, and that's the other thing. I didn't know whose voice is whose. I was very interested to figure that out, but I couldn't do it. I, and again, I'm not super versed in the world of this band. 
So I feel like people are going to be mad <laughs> if I say something. Well, this is also a very beloved band. People oh, will yeah. travel the, com- the country and follow this band. Dedicate their entire lives to following this band. So uh, Phil Lesh is the lead singer on this song. Okay, Phil Lesh is the guy that I've heard his name a bunch. I've heard all their names a bunch. Bob Weir. Yeah, so, and this is going to, I, I really don't want to look up the members because it's going to be such a huge list of people who, just like Green Jello, who have played with them. Oh, they do a lot of guests and a lot of in and outs. Because I know, like, the drummer from Primus did it for a bit. Uh, I guess it's not as big as I thought, but it's still a bigger list than what I know is actually the full band, but... I'll go as I'll go. So we have Jerry Garcia, Bob Weir, Phil Lesh, Bill Krutzman, Mickey Hart, Ron Pigpen, McKernan. I've heard Pigpen. Robert Hunter, which I know he was also on this album. John Perry Barlow, and I'm stopping there. That's about. Should, that's should a little over halfway stop. through. I, I the think list. I knew three or four of those names. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I know Jerry died a long time ago, but the band has played on since. But I don't know about actually creating music. I think they still do. I just don't know how regularly they do. Yeah, I remember our friend Jenny was real into Rat Dog, and that was Bob Weir's band. And so that's how I know the name Bob Weir. I guess they would still play Grateful Dead tunes, but that's like where the hippie scene kind of went. At least okay. for some people. I don't know if there was a rift between Bob Weir and the other people, or if they just still all jammed every once in a while. And in his other time, he did Rat Dog, but that's how I know the name Bob Weir. And of course, I've heard Jerry Garcia my entire life. Yeah, he was made into ice cream. <laughs> he was. His literal body was made into ice cream. They kept his skeleton for the Touch of Grey video, even though he was not dead when they did that. And, um,. Turned his body into ice cream. They crunched him up. It's like Tony Hawk putting his blood in that skateboard. Yeah, there have been other people who put their blood in things, right? Or like Kiss when they put their blood in the comic book. Yeah, there you go. And did Little Nas X put his blood in something? In that shoe? Maybe. <laughs> in that shoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, very knowledgeable we are. And Jerry Garcia is one of those dudes... You can see pictures of him, you know, like, in my mind, it's always gray-haired, big beard Jerry Garcia. But you look at older pictures where he's wearing, like, a American flag top hat. Yeah. It looks nothing like what you think, or at least what the stereotypical image of Jerry Garcia is. That Jerry Garcia, the younger one, looks like a shit maker. Like, likes to run into Capitol Hill. Not Capitol Hill. Likes to do something that's not illegal, <laughs> but, like, cause a ruckus, you know what I'm saying? Like Rage Against the Machine did when they played on Wall Street and they shut down the economy all over the world. <laughs> it's powerful stuff, man. That seems like a Jerry Garcia thing when he was younger. And then older, he's like, they're going to make me into ice cream, but me in with some sweet sugar. So I'm going to just chill the fuck out now, because I'm going to be chilled the fuck out later. Okay, let's move along to the next song, Friend of the Devil. 
I'm one of them. I like this. I like the guitar work and stuff. I thought that you might like some of the... I mean, because it is more simplistic. It is very stripped and bare most of the time. There's not tons of instrumentation. And it's just Jerry with his fragile voice. So that's Jerry Garcia. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea. A friend of the devil is a friend of mine. <laughs> I had no idea. It's almost like a, uh, a, a, a less confident Paul Simon sound. Yeah, Paul Simon's confident as fuck with that little dick. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think Paul... Is, it, is that a known thing before I go into the next thing I'm going to say? Yeah, it was the lady who had sex with tons of famous people. She was giving away sizes. And, uh, cause she, I think she gave away that like Huey Lewis was huge. Yeah. And that Paul Simon is on the smaller side. But I don't think that that... If you know what you're doing, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, but... I was hoping that Paul Simon's a short-framed man with a dick down to his knees. There's no way he has a very turtly face. <laughs> a turtly... So you think Mitch McConnell doesn't have a packer either? If we're going turtly face? He doesn't have a grower or a shower. <laughs> you got that, Mitch? No grow, no show. <laughs> uh, this is one of the more exciting songs to me. There's good drum work. That was another thing I wanted to bring up. I love listening to older songs because the drumming style is so much different from today's drumming style because a lot of those guys listen to more jazz to mm-hmm. figure out their drums. It's like when you listen to uh, Jethro Tall or, or this I found out or some other example I can't pull off the top of my head. <laughs> Sounds but, about right. But, or even Zappa. Like, there's just a lot of snare work and the snare, the way it sounds, I just really enjoy it. And the production values of them, the kick drum's not like the thing. You know, any song nowadays, any song I've made, any song I've ever been involved with, or many, many songs out there, the kick drum is real. Yeah, there's no spectacular uh, recording going on here. You can tell that they didn't take, you do a lot of takes probably for any of it. And it's not super high quality. I think it is high quality. The microphones sound beautiful. Do they? Yes. I think it has kind of like a... It still has kind of like a sitting in the grass sort of sound. It does, but I think I think they wanted that. It's the way that the uh, there's just something about the tones and the highs that I think used a very nice microphone. <laughs> and knowing this band, I think they were one of those bands that took all their proceeds from touring and were like, yeah, it goes back into the studio. Watch and studios back in the day, they didn't have you know they're not buying hundred dollar Behringer microphones. They're fucking buying Neumann four thousand dollar bastards. So you're probably spending more time or more money on the actual tape. Oh yeah. God, recording the tape would be so cool. It sounds so good. <laughs> so you're aware of lyrics? Do you know what anything has been going on? <laughs> what do they like to sing about? Drugs? Hippies? Ice cream? All of those things. Beautiful. So, Friend of the Devil, I'll tell you a little bit about it from what I can see here. Uh, the music was written by Jerry and Ron, or I'm sorry, John Dawson. The lyrics are by Robert Hunter. And uh, let's see here. here some things that don't matter. The dog just coughed <laughs> in the background. Um, you can borrow from the devil. You can borrow from a friend. But the devil will give you 20 
when your friend got only 10. So he's telling me that I should go with the devil loaning me money because I, I get more? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. If you're going to go, go all in. Do you see the, what the satanic... That's what I got out of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what the satanic church is doing to yeah. Texas? Mm-hmm. All fucking power to him. I love the satanic temple because they know they don't really believe in Satan. They just use it as leverage for making common sense law. <laughs> yeah, and they're saying that they're making like, uh, what is it? Like medical health is like your your first like right, I think, in the satanic yeah, church, the, right? Then, yeah. So you get birth control and abortion is yes. like your right, your number one right. And they classify it as rituals. It's part of the it's part of the deep held beliefs. <laughs> I believe in it. I'm all for it. Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot, Texas. Tell me, motherfucker. It's so dumb. It's so weird me. because the dudes put the laws that are fucking getting their, you know, their mistresses aborted. Always, they're aborting their mistresses one after another. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, mistress. I love how you take dumb phrases I say and twist them. Oh, you mean how I just take what you say literally? Yeah. And put it back. It's not exhausting at all. At you. <laughs> all right, let's move along to the third song here, which I am shocked this is not a single. Sugar Magnolia. Did you know this song before? Beforehand? Before the album? I recognized it. I think you've played it around me. I don't know what you know. I don't know what your yeah, because I knowledge that. is at all. Sugar Magnolia. I know. On the side of the street. I know that you knew touch of gray i think most people do but i don't know what you how far your dead knowledge goes well i remember there's a couple dead songs that surprised me that they were the grateful dead like i don't know i never knew how to really peg their sound i don't think you could have played something for me and i would have been like that's grateful dead so i'm constantly surprised I, for some reason i think it's supposed to be more psychedelic yeah, even more like bluegrassy or psychedelic or even dirtier somehow, and it's really not. No, they're I mean d- through the years different things, but it's usually more laid back. I mean, this is this album is classified as country rock, classic rock, and uh, psychedelic rock. Like some of these songs almost can't sound like Creedence Clearwater, but just like, even like toned down even more. Well, one thing I like about this song is early on, <clears throat> he says, we can have high times if you'll abide. So do you think the dude is the dead? The dude abides? The dead abides? So yeah, We can have like high it. times if you abide. You took A and B and you connected them. I think so. Sorry. And you connected them. <laughs> Beautiful work. So the dude is the dead. Uh, one amalgamation, a goddamn amalgamation into one. Goddamn amalgamation. <laughs> a monster. Wait, so the dude is just like several limbs of the Grateful Dead put together in one monster? Is this what you're saying to me? Like a Medusa's head? And he's like, or was that Siddhartha? I don't know. What's that thing? What's that thing with all of the? Oh, I do not know. The, the arms. I do not know. Ganesh? David Goresh? <laughs> you swimming? Yeah, there's no uh, 
We have to turn the fan off. We can't have any air <laughs> circulating in here at all. And we have lights on us. Uh, so far, this uh, number listen uh, is going a little bit easier. I believe it. That usually happens, especially when you're in front of the person who gave it to you. <laughs> it's true. I first listen, I'm in the paint booth at work screaming. And then in front of you, I'm like, well, these are nice, and I enjoyed this. Oh, like, that's what I said. I assume that you didn't like this at all. You were in the paint booth screaming? No, I wasn't. I was the just booth? making an extreme example. This wasn't the Justin Timberlake album. That made you scream? Uh, only on length. Remember, I said I was like, Jesus Christ, it's still going. I have felt that about many things that we've listened to, so I understand <laughs> completely. And uh, That was a groover. I like that one. I can see lots of people dancing and spinning in circles to that one. I like that song a lot. Sugar Magnolia is good. I don't know if I was tripping, if I'd be annoyed by it, or I'd be into it. I could see myself going either way. I don't know. You and I have taken mushrooms, and we I think we've talked about it. I'm sure we've talked about it on this podcast. But we've also been in our own our own zones where we listen to our own music and we literally had different auras. <laughs> what was it? Your purples and blues. <clears throat> you were purples and blues <laughs> and you were in a darker room listening to Jimi Hendrix. And I went into a, a brighter room and when I closed my eyes, all I saw was like oranges and, and yellows. <clears throat> and I, I had to listen to the Beatles for some reason. <laughs> you came in and you were like, well, I can't do this. Can't do this. Your purples and blues. I'm oranges. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had to go in the other room. And I was like, that's cool. The fan rules. <laughs> <laughs> I set up a, I laid in that day bed and then I said, I put a fan on the bed. Good time. On the end of the bed and was just like, yeah, I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, to be 30 again. <laughs> All right, let's listen to the next song, Operator, which this... Operator. I need to uh, look this up. So this is written and performed by Ron Pigpen Kernan. All Pigpen did this one, huh? He, I want to be accurate with this. I think, I'm pretty sure he passed away. Yeah, he died at 27 from drinking. Yeah, I thought he did. I thought I knew that too. And I don't think that he. Well, he died it in 73. And this album came out in 70. So it wasn't long after this that he had passed away. But I can't remember. See, cirrhosis of the liver, I think? <clears throat> no, it said. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Let's see. He had liver damage. He was found dead of a gastrointestinal hemorrhage. Yeesh. So does that mean that his intestines uh, blew up? I guess. Let's see. From it drinking. meant, it meant a, that he was intense. he bled internally. Ooh, from drinking, huh? Yep. Ouch. He bled internally from drinking because he, I assume, just wore his wore holes yeah. into his organs, and they just bled into each other. That's horrible. Is this him singing? Is this Pigpen singing? Yes. I like Pigpen's voice. I I do too. He's got like a, a an old boy voice, a down old, downtown boy, like 
no bullshit, but he's also like really polite. Who knows, he might have been a psycho, but his voice sounds like this. I mean, if he was drinking that much, something's going on, right? Yeah, I enjoy this song. Have we ever known anyone that drinks to that much excess and is still fun? That's a fun way of putting it, huh? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I can't imagine it. I can't drink to that extent as I as I did at my friend's going away party and went and passed out on the pool deck and then woke up and vomited and then uh, went and drunkenly with very bad vision grabbed my things after climbing off of the pool deck and then going to the van to pass out. So that's how I handle myself if I drink a lot. That's not fun. I, ju- I just disappeared and went and passed out by the pool. Oh, and then, that sounds pretty fun. And then puked on the deck and was like, oh, no, I need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to know I'm the one who puked on the deck. <laughs> and, and no one listened. No one who was there would listen to this. So no one will ever know it was me. <laughs> but there were Funyuns in that vomit. That's for sure. <laughs> I ate a bag of Funyuns before I got sick. Jesus. Yeah, it's fun. See, so no, I don't think that anyone who drinks that excessively is still fun because they repeat themselves too much. Oh, it's the worst. They start just trying to make everything about them because they're in their own world. Oh, yeah. And you can't really blame them. They're fucking wasted. And that's what happens. That's why it's not great for you (laughs) to do that. Because, And that's why I don't like being wasted because I don't think it's enjoyable at all. And plus it makes me tired. I just want to go pass out. That's why I just keep drinking. No. Keep drinking. We can see why I can't drink. (laughs) I had quite a bit to drink last night. So did I. Soda? Yes. I drink soda. (laughs) So did I. All right. We have one more song to listen to before we take a break. Does that sound good to you? Oh, wow. That's fast. Yeah, Yeah, sure. It's not a very long album, and I like that we're just kind of plowing through because we're recording another podcast today. (laughs) Yes, we are. So uh, Shirt change, baby. (laughs) Shirt change, baby. (laughs) All right. Here's Candyman. I love how we talk about behind the scenes stuff. I think we should do this, and then we're like... You should do this so people don't know, and then... Bring it to attention and sing a song about it Uh on the podcast. (laughs) We're We're transparent for you. I was going to say, we're transparent people in general, I think. Horribly transparent. Yup. Hey, I'm the kind of guy who does this. Hey, I got to go shit. When people are like, okay, you can just say I'm going to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Well, I wanted, I wanted you to know it might be a while. Because <laughs> if it's shit, it's going to be a while. There's the time difference, and I'm going to be playing games on my phone. <laughs> Which accounts for most of that time. Yeah. I mean, my dad would read. He didn't have games. I think men and women have been wasting time pooping for centuries. It's the break time. It's not just I don't think that's why I, I don't think it's out. wasting. It's a break from the day. It's literally I'm going to be in this room all by myself and Leave just me alone. decompress for yes. a couple minutes. Literally decompress. <laughs> yes. Uh, this song got on my nerves. I believe it because of his whiny voice. Yes. The only part that got him a news. I've never been a big fan of Jerry Garcia's whiny voice. That was him too. Yeah. yeah. This is what I mean when I can't really 
really understand what they're singing. This is kind of mumbly, and I don't really understand this as much. Like six fucking guys singing. (laughs) I think there are only three guys who actually do vocals. Bob Weir, definitely. Phil Lesh. Phil Lesh. Jerry Garcia, and then Pigpen only did that one song. I bet he's in there on backups. He's got to keep those pipes tuned, baby. Yeah. Booze, you gotta keep it, it looks like the main lead singers are just those three: Garcia, Weir, and Lesh. I'm saying this is a but lot I don't know easier if list from this time. I also wonder if I'm at work and I'm frustrated if it bears my mood on what I'm listening to. I think so because I have a hard time when I'm working listening to things that I don't like. I would rather put on something that's enjoyable to me. I, I would oh, yeah. feel better zoning out on something that I like. Yes. Than feeling oh, then like this even, part. Then you're not even getting to work. Nope. If I had a shotgun, I'd blow you straight to hell. Good lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred it more like this. <laughs> no, I told. Wouldn't I wouldn't be. I'd blow that. you to hell. It'd be like. I rip your ass off and I put it in your mouth. I rip your ass off and I put it in your mouth. Oh my god, I'm definitely using... What was it? I rip your ass off and I put it in your mouth. I rip your ass off and I put it in your mouth. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, have a, I have a terrible... I'm looking voice. for the next vocal technique. I don't even want to do that anymore. I'm looking for the next big thing. Something like this. <laughs> I bite your butt off and I put it in your mouth. I bite your butt off and I put it in your mouth. Getting more into like dead Kennedys. I bite your butt and I put it in your mouth. <laughs> uh, but that's why I was going high to stay away from that. Then we're getting into macabre. Remember macabre? Of course I remember macabre. Didn't you make me listen to an album of theirs I, on this podcast? I think we I think did. You did. I think we did. I like how we refer to giving each other albums as you made me listen to that. <laughs> it's usually not positive. As a Jeffrey was a boy. He did it like he's so <laughs> Yeah, we listened to Dahmer. Uh-huh. It was all about Dahmer. Samantha Dahmer. What is that? That's, that's the famous Dahmer that it was about. <laughs> Samantha? The famous a botanist mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful botanist Samantha hey man this is mellow past the joint dude I would if we weren't recording this <laughs> on video but that's how we kind of fucked ourselves cause now illegal things can't happen on camera. <laughs> on camera. Only. I do have major cutting power. <laughs> I do too, but only with cheese. I knew a fart choke was coming. Uh, what was I going to say about this fucking thing? This song? I don't remember. Oh, I was going to say, mellow songs make people mellow, right? I would think so. They put me on edge, man. They make, like, I'm, my body internally feels like, come on, let's pick it up, boys. Let's go. Pick it up, pick it up, pick come it up. Pick it yes, up. yes. I need somebody from Real Big Fish to run in here and say, pick, no, no doubt. I need Gwen Stefani's brother that left the band 
Look out me here and go, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I believe his name was Fred Stefani. Is it Fred? Yeah, it's Fred Stefani. Everyone knows Fred Stefani. I'm pretty sure it's Burt Reynolds Stefani. Do you find younger pictures? I don't find that to be funny. Do you? I'm not funny. Yeah, you are. Not funny. You are sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you find young Burt Reynolds sexy? No. Not at all. You don't want that. Bush on his chest, rubbing on your your face when he thrusts into your pelvis. No, I ew. I don't need a greater a hair greater on my face. A hair grater? Uh huh. Grating with hair, bitch. I don't need that shit on my face. Well, and I, I don't. A, a I'm not a grater. Is not called a steel grater, so this is called a face grater. No, it grates with hair. It's a hair grater. <laughs> A cheese grater grates with steel. It's not because a steel grater. that's what they chose to call it. I'm <laughs> choosing to call it a hair grater. Okay. I love it. I love it. The frustration is high. <laughs> this kind of music makes you levels. mad. Yes. You make <laughs> me mad. <laughs> All right. We are going to uh, go ahead and take a break here. Does that sound like uh, something that your face can handle? Yeah. Because I'm going to break it. Oh, that's so funny. Because it's going to be graded by that beautiful Burt Reynolds chest hair. Yeah, Burt Reynolds has never done it for me. Does he do it for you? No. I just didn't know, coming from a woman's perspective. Yeah, no Burt Reynolds for me. All right. Love it. All right, it's break time. But I'd ride someone like Conan O'Brien into the sunset. (laughs) So I don't know that I'm the right person to ask. Lucky me. (laughs) We'll be back. Bye. Hey there, Melody Makers. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast presents... Guess That Melody! It's the game where each person has to guess the melody of a song they've never heard before, just by reading the lyrics. We've each chosen a song that the other doesn't know, and have given them only the lyrics so each person can take a blind stab at the melody of the chorus of their song. Is Sam a regular songbird with a natural talent and eye for musical arrangements? Is Michelle going to stomp that ginger bird into the dirt? Listen on and see who can... Guess that melody! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Guess Guess That That Melody. You sound really pumped for this. I don't like this. I don't like how pumped you sound. I'm very pumped. I know. You sound like it's too intense for me. I don't think I can handle it. Oh, okay. Well, let me try to get it even softer. Let's do it again. Okay. You ready to play Guess That Melody? That sounded uh, treacherous, like... Like a tarantula? No, like you fell into a trench and died from being bitten by a vampire. No, don't kill me by Das Vampire. None of these are my choices. This is just what your voice sounds like. So we are back for another episode of Guess That Melody, and we are providing each other with some songs here, just the choruses only, so we can try and guess and figure out how these songs actually go. We're probably not going to be that close, but it's fun. I think you're going to nail this one. Okay, we'll see about that. We'll you're... see about that. And actually, on this episode... Is that a song? Come See About Me. Oh, okay. By the Supremes. Yeah, okay. I know what you're doing now. 
All right, Lane Staley, we're going to switch things up a little bit here, and I'm actually going to go first this time for Guess That Melody. You heard Travis uh, coughing in the background because he's here while we are recording this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, Sam, you provided me with some lyrics here. Provide you with lyrics. I'm going to go ahead and read this and uh, see how this goes. Here we go. Once again. I did not mean to hurt her when I fell asleep last night. I was just exhausted from the act of being polite. Oh, yes, I was just exhausted from the act of being polite. Beautiful prose. Beautiful. Soliloquy. I'm going to do something that I know is incorrect. Okay. But I want to have fun with this. All right. Are you ready? You're, you're not giving me it. Okay. You're just going straight into it. Yeah. Fuck this shit. All right. Fuck. Dun, fuck, dun, fuck dun, you. Dun, 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 dun. I did not mean to hurt her mouth and the sleep that night. I was just exhausted from the lot of being polite. Oh, yes, I was just exhausted from the act of being polite. <laughs> Couldn't have been any closer. That was my purposefully bad yes. guess at oh, how that song goes, because there's no way in hell that you're going to listen to something that sounds like No. <laughs> it's funny because this is a really weird band, and this is going to be really weird. <laughs> And so completely different from what you just did. Well, please enlighten me, sir. I want to know how how wrong I am. The band is called The Residents, so it's going to be oh. super fucking weird. Yeah, it's not going to be anything like the fucking 2007 no. <laughs> angsty band shit that I just did. Please continue. And the song, no surprise, is called Act of Being Polite. Here we go. You ready? Very. Okay. defense there's no way i would have guessed that correctly there's absolutely no if way you were a fan of the residents yes you would have <laughs> no there's i'm wrong i'm bad i did a bad job i failed that drastically so are you ready for the oh, lyrics yeah. that i'm going to be sending fuck you so? yeah man i'm not a man but uh i would like to figure this out Oh, I just got some lyric cocos okay well you do need to disconnect and i would need to connect i did well, luckily, I'm connected for auto, so I would like to see how this goes. Do not listen to anything because it is turned down and you cannot anyway. Please fester upon the lyrics that I've sent to you. I'm festering. Um, this gives me no insight to what it is. It's like, it's not like it's an obvious club banger or anything like that. The lyrics aren't giving me any idea of what, like, it could be R&B, you know? Okay. I... I I think I'm gonna go a little bit old, older. Okay. All right. Tell me what you have, Sam. With these lyrics, I provided right, the you. The lyrics with. are "Little Dove Boomerang." May we laugh at the song you sang? I told a lie that someone bought. So here's another. But this is all I've got. So I think it goes a little something like this. 
Little Death, Boomerang, May We Laugh at the song you sang. I told a lie that someone bought, so here's another, but this is all I've got. Well, we're both definitely not uh, correct. Bullshit! And um, I I put a song here that in case it started singing because I connected, not singing in case it started playing, and um, I didn't. No, actually, your song sings or your phone sings at you. <laughs> the whole point is that I didn't have the actual correct song lined up. I had the wrong song lined up at the correct time <laughs> because in, in case it started playing, I didn't want it to give you you know a hint. But I kind of just fucked myself. So you did a good job. I will say that. I'm very proud of you. I would like to go ahead and from listen the, to the actual song. From the sounds of it, you told me I didn't do a good job at the beginning. I mean, it's not accurate, but, you did, but you did a good job. So this is... So this is Paige France, A Belly to the Sea. Uh, of course it is. Little dog. Boomerang May we laugh At the song you sang I told a lie It's someone bought So here's another But this is all I've got Kick it up, boys Who was that? Perry Farrell, what? Paige France, a belly to the sea. All right. I think I was pretty close. Pretty accurate. I think we were both pretty fucking off. Nope. Yours was dead on. Mine was dead on. We're all good to go. Well, on that note, let's uh, just fucking dance and celebrate in our own worlds where people cannot see us, but we appreciate you listening to another episode of Guess That Melody! know what this is you don't know what this is this is classic oh sometimes the grateful dead is fantastic is it grateful dead yes okay i love the grateful dead (laughs) (laughs) shakedown street is a great song yeah and then jerry is getting ready to come in perfect example of the point i made earlier what if my hand accidentally ever gets in your shot i don't think so I had no idea. I'd be like, I don't know, it's Casey and the Sunshine Band. Oh, that's a great song. And, and be like, and this should have been the hit over, uh, what did Casey? Casey say? Jones? No, Casey and the Sunshine Band. What did they do? Oh. Uh, play That Funky Music? Yeah. I like that song more than Play That Funky Music. Huh? So I'd be like, yeah, this is a song by Casey and the Sunshine Band that should have been the hit, but it turns out the goddamn Grateful Dead. Shakedown Street is Grateful Dead. Um, I'm all about it. They're in Terrapin Station. Isn't that a song? Yeah, it might be an album okay. as well. Again, not super well versed in farted. the world of the dead. I have farted four times in the past 20 seconds. I'm, how are you not going to have to stop this to poop? And it stinks. <laughs> well, I have a wallflower over here right next to me that I can smell so... Let's waft that around. God damn it. I wish I knew what song the Wallflowers did. One headlight. Damn it. How many times has that come up on the fucking and the podcast? the same black line that was drawn on you is drawn on me. And now it's, it's drawn, drawn on you. you. 
Sixth Avenue heartache. Yeah. yeah. Is that Bobby D's boy? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Bobby D's boy. Right. It's old Bobby D's boy. That's what everyone calls old Jakey. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Jake. It's Jake. Okay. From State Dylan. <laughs> All right. Oh, my. That was bad. That was bad. And I will take it and I will shove it up my butt because that's where I put bad things. Shove it up. Shove, shove it, it up, up my your butt. butt. Shove it up Shove it up your boop. What are you looking at? I'm looking at something that Beautiful the neighbors nature. has open. It is really nice out there today. Speaking of open, I left the, the door wide open last night to the house and the cat's got... A little adventure. If there's one that, one thing that you aren't great at is just confirming that the door is closed behind you. You just kind of let it slam and assume that it it latches. And we don't have any good doors in this house. No. They all need to be replaced. So you just can't do that. So while we were in the middle of watching that shit fest piranha that you were watching last night. 1978's piranha? Ugh, uh... I heard some commotion. I thought the cats were just getting into it. But no, that was the door slamming open. And two of the cats were outside. And pissed off Michelle, grabbed them both, and put them back in the house. We found them fast. Oh, yeah. One's chicken shit and won't leave. And then one is sweet. and uh, He just wants to hunt his territory. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. He let me pick him up. He talked to me because I was like, hi. And he was like, meow. I was like, okay, you are wonderful. I will pick you up and we're going to go back inside. He did try to fight me a little bit coming back up the steps. That little bastard. He didn't want to be inside. He is an animal. He, he is felt a wild the taste animal. Of, he tasted freedom. That's the second time he's gotten out and it's been hasn't been very far. And he is the only cat unaware that you can go under the back porch. So the other two have been ruined with that. Sons of bitches. All right. All right. Let's get that back. Was cat talk. I sure was. Let's get back into this album by the Grateful Dead. They call it American Beauty. And there, as I mentioned, there was one single that was released. This was not the single, but this was the B side to the single. Okay. Here is Ripple. I personally don't like this song. To me, this sounds totally like a, a like a gospel song. One hundred percent to me not kicking in my memory yet i need to but i feel like a lot there are a lot of songs on here where it might just be kind of that like folky country sound but it has a kind of an old gospel sound to it like a baptist sort of revival sound no but just like the arrangement it sounds hymnal to me if my words did glow oh yeah i remember this here That sounds total like a a church song to me. This is what I thought all Grateful Dead would be. This. This is more what I thought, like real laid back, bluegrassier country boys. And honestly, it's stuff like this that I'm not as into, which is why I'm not a huge deadhead by any means. I'm not a deadhead at all. I like some of it. But stuff like this is droney for me as well. And this song was a rougher one for me throughout this album as well because I didn't know this whole album in its entirety. I chose it based on songs that I know from it and like from it. So this was also, as an album, a new experience for me as well. But this song does not do it for me at all. I just had an insight that I'm sure a lot of deadheads have known for a long time. They played really long concerts, right? 
Yeah, they're jammy. From what I remember. They don't jam on this album so much, though. But I think it's also helpful that all sort of types get covered. Maybe for 30 minutes, we're going to lay it down a little soft, or we're going to get a little bluegrassy. If that's not your thing, this is your time to go get something to eat or mm-hmm. get a drink or something. Come back in 30 minutes when it's going to be the like shakedown street kind of stuff, and it's we're going to kick it up funkier. again. Yeah. So now that makes a lot of sense, and that's good for them that they can do that. Be diverse. I, I like when bands are kind of... They branch out, which is a problem I've always had with music that a lot of music that you've enjoyed in your life is that it's very strict and people are shitty if you don't stay within the mold. And just it's very it's very judgmental where I do think that I prefer and enjoy an album where people just kind of flow all over the place and there will be a song that is more kind of like a bluegrassy even if I don't like it I like to see like the different things that a band can do instead of just the same thing the whole time one straight road man I'm not dissing you I'm not dissing you bro I can I can talk shit on it more than you can (laughs) you know more about it than I do but that's that's a big issue that I have is that it's just the same stuff over and over again where a lot of bands like this, there's a lot of freedom to just, we're going to lean more towards this genre for this song and then this song's going to be more like something you'd hear on a fucking hillside. And the guitar sounds good and stuff, so it's not like it sounds bad, it's just not... It's not for me as much. No, this is the stuff that I actively would avoid. It's <laughs> um, the reason I don't go to, like, bluegrass fests and stuff. Like, yeah. if it was all the time, like, it was, like, upbeat, I'd be all about it. But when it's this, and I'm like, it's just... Boring. It's, it's boring. It's just so boring. It's not for... It's too much... Or, I'm sorry, it's too little for me as well, I should say. And I can add further onto the, the strict rules of metal and stuff. It's hilarious because it's touted as all this other music stays within these boundaries. <laughs> While metal did go out of their boundaries, they stay strictly within their boundaries. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like we, we do not call her outside of the lines. We do not call her outside of the lines. And if and if you try. Sorry. That was really fucking loud. Eh, it wasn't too bad. I have a compressor on for all my audio guys out there. Uh, when somebody tries, a lot of the metal community goes, ah, what do you, you can't put rap into this. <laughs> You can't put dubstep into this. It's now going. No. (laughs) No. Was that a drop getting ready to happen? Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) All right. We do have a few more songs here to get through. Four to be exact. Also, this next song was not a single, which also surprises me. Okay. Lay it on me. Let's listen to Broke Down Palace. Did you know this song beforehand? It's a slower song. I don't know if you would. No, I didn't know this one. And if I did, I just kind of blocked it out. Because this gets into... Sam Drone territory. (laughs) I do like this song. I've known this song before. This was... This had a hand in me choosing this album. 
I don't dislike all of their slower stuff, but this sounds more like... I think this leans more into ballad territory than folky country. Hill people music. So, but but this has like a country twang in the background, but it just doesn't sound as earthy, I guess, as the other stuff. I agree. And the earthy stuff is what I don't connect with as much. Earthy is a fantastic word to use for that. Keep that in the head for later. (laughs) (laughs) You won't do that at all. Earthy. This is also one of those genres and styles that I do don't play and often when we've played songs and you've had me learn songs mm-hmm. I've come to you and been like I have a whole new appreciation appreciation for this now because I just learned some technique or some chord or something that I've never done before and it turns out it was harder to do than I suspected it to be yeah that happens a lot I think actually. that would be the case with a lot of these songs and I think there's a lot of stuff I'm not hearing musically like if I could watch them actually playing I might be like, oh, that was cool. Or if I learned it, I might be like, oh, that's neat to do that. That's a little thing I might be able to use somewhere else. Yeah. So I don't like completely shutting things down. Yeah. I do when I first listen to stuff. The first listen is always... It's always the 14-year-old Sam. Same. It's got to break some wall. And then by the time we get here, I try to be like, think about it. If you were the musician and you were playing it, is it going to be fulfilling to you? It, It wouldn't. To me, musically, it wouldn't be fulfilling to play, but I think it'd be fulfilling to learn the techniques of, and I think it's a skill set I don't have. I would say that for the both of us, I am speaking for you as well. Please do. (laughs) It is like, we are close-minded when it starts, almost every time, because we're like, what's this going to be? Is it like something that I'm comfortable with? And it's, it's just literally like, picking at you and opening you up as you go on. So by the time we're here face to face, you are way more open-minded than you were at the beginning because I mean, what else are you going to do? Just not change with it? Like that's weird to me. Unless it's just absolute garbage and it's just not something that you can like any bit of it all, yeah. which is, I think it's difficult because when you really dissect things, you find things that are worse than others, things that, okay, I see what you're trying to do. That's not, that's not so bad. So I think it just, it, it becomes, you become more open-minded about everything the more that you force yourself into it. And then as soon as it's over, you're also not being out. fair. You're just going to shut it out. And, and shit like, on I it. I don't like this. And you also don't necessarily want to hurt someone's feelings. They because they like it. They shared it with you. Yeah, that's true too. And I'm gonna put one technical aspect to it: headphones. That does make a difference. <laughs> you have said that to me so many times, and I gave this album a listen with headphones, and I heard more than I usually do. These are probably the best headphones I have on at my disposal. So I hear like a lot more bass and backing instruments when I wear these when we do the podcast. And we're talking when we're doing the podcast. So sometimes a delightful thing or something that my brain likes will catch it because I'm talking. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you're drowning out the stuff that you necessarily don't like. But did you hear that cool little piano thing that just happened? Yeah, that was pretty neat, right? Because, for example, that last song, there's piano in there, which I can't play the piano at all. I know where the notes are, but I can't sit down and be like yeah 
it sounded like good piano. It's like that. It was like a ragtime piano almost in a country thing. And then you add your folk. I, I think that had a gospel-y sound to it. Maybe the end of it, but I I don't know. I, I definitely don't get that as much. But I th- think that song builds as it goes. It starts very just light. Yeah, it did. You're right. A lot slower. And then more voices and instruments come in as it goes on. But that's a lot of music in general. Boom. <laughs> Let's move along to the next song, Till the Morning Comes. Oh, I knew this one. Hey, you've played this one around me. I have not. You haven't? No. Well, I knew this song. This is, for me, this embodies the Grateful Dead sound more. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. This is the Grateful Dead that I'm just fine with. Like, cool. It sounds like just good old 70s kind of. Like rock and roll. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, yeah. And I agree. I like it's a little more laid back. But yeah, it's it's rock and roll. This does, here, I hear like the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young in this you song. S- did you say Cosby? I said Crosby. I hope you said Cosby. I want it to be Cosby. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's been done Photoshop, right? Cosby, Stills, Nash & Young? I'm sure. I think that David Crosby's mustache alone Trump's Bill Cosby. Oh, that mustache is beautiful. I don't know that it's worth procreating with, like Melissa Etheridge did. For sure it is. I think she just did that because she loved his music, right? She thought that he was a genius, like musically, and she's not bad musically either, so putting that together... Super music, baby? Mm-hmm. It comes out and it makes, like, real shitty mumble rap. <laughs> Probably. I mean, you do have... What's his fucking name? Chet Hayes or whatever, who came from oh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. <laughs> so gold can make shit. <laughs> but he also made Colin. Yeah, but Colin has a different mom. Maybe Rita Wilson's the problem. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay. So Colin's mom was like a normal. Who was that? Is that a normal lady? I don't know. I don't know that she was an actress. I was the lady sure. that like, went through all the struggles with Tom, and then Tom made it, and he was like, get out of here, hag. <laughs> I don't know if Tom Hanks was like that. Oh, he's a monster behind the scenes. I found out after watching some stupid video while I was working the other day that apparently Kevin Costner was a huge piece of shit and cheated on everyone. He had a huge wandering eye and was a philanderer like a motherfucker. I heard a story on a certain podcast that I listen to all the time. I think Kevin Costner fucked uh, Nolan Ryan's wife. I'm not sure, but yeah, he... He made a lot of people mad. I, I think it was some baseball player, and he was going to have like a, the record for attendance. And he was letting, I think it was Kevin Costner, stay at his house. Okay, and yeah, this sounds back familiar. And he found him fucking his wife, That's and he true. beat the shit out of Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. And he called up the dude and said, I can't play baseball. And he was like, it's your streak. And he was like, I can't make it in. And he was like, I'll take care of it, supposedly, on the phone. And then an electrical failure happened, and they couldn't play baseball that night. So that baseball wow. player made it to the game. The next day. Yeah, Kevin Costner is <laughs> a piece of shit. I just didn't know because he seems like, you know, people regard him as like a good old boy. Okay, did you find Kevin Costner handsome? When I was a kid, I did. Gotcha. But I also liked a lot of people who my mom liked when I was a kid because I think that that happens. You, oh, for sure. Your parents' tastes just rub off on you because yeah. that's what you're being given. It's the same reason I'm attracted to Don Johnson. It makes sense. <laughs> Don Johnson now, I assume? Oh, no. I need Don Johnson on the vice, baby. 
With that jacket, that white jacket. My mom had it on the inside cupboard in one of those drawers in the kitchen. A poster of it. So she could open it while grabbing a cup of for her coffee and just be like, oh my, and yeah, fan yeah. herself a little bit and then close it's it. It's getting steamy even before I have my coffee. Ooh, it's about to get real hot up in here, Don. I'm getting my vice coffee. Nobody needs Don Juan when you've got a Johnson. All right, we have. I bet Don Johnson does have a nice Johnson. I think he's all right. I think he's doing okay down there. All right. His last name is Johnson. Yeah. That's It'd be I'm a can, shame. That's why I'm changing my last name to Sam Average Size Penis. <laughs> so am I going to be Mrs. Average Size Penis? <laughs> yes, you are. Sounds like a good time. I think I might go back to Gibson on that note. <laughs> Let's, uh, we have two more songs. Let's get into Addicts of My Life. This, for me, was also a no good song i liked the be- very beginning because it sounded weird yeah <laughs> but yeah then, but it, then it just becomes this new and it has almost like that gospel feel to it as well to me uh, i'm this... gonna say something a little bit racy here okay i'm not sure i've ever liked a white group of guys voice together and i've loved many black group voices together Okay. Like Temptations and oh, all those kinds sure. of groups. Yeah. I can't think of one white group that I've been like, I'm into it. Because the worst parts for me is vocally is when they're all together. I don't, I don't like think it. it sounds good, though. No. I didn't like NSYNC. I don't like Backstreet Boys. I didn't like any of that shit. So, wait. No. <gasps> Who did Elvira? Why am I drawing a blank? Oh my god. That's the Oak Ridge Boys. Yeah, the Oak Ridge Boys sound fucking good. <laughs> oh wait, maybe some of those 50s groups, they sounded good. You hate that. I hate the music, but they sounded good together. I'm talking like dudes got together and can do it. Sounds horrible. They sound horrible together. They also sound like they're all just singing the same note. It sounds like you've never heard 98 Degrees. That's my favorite boy band. If I had to choose my favorite boy band, it's 98 Degrees. Because of Nick Lachey. Is he in that? Is he at 98 Degrees? No, I was thinking of the other guy that wore the... the, uh, the what do you call them? Suspenders with no shirt on. Oh, they also did like vests with no shirts as well. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they were definitely the most ripped boy band. Fuck yeah, they were. Who was the least ripped boy band? Uh... Like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Not necessarily, because I think two, two of those guys had muscles. So it's Backstreet Boys? No, I'm going to give it to NSYNC, actually. We got Joey Fat One in there. We got Kirk Patrick dancing around. I can't get behind this at all. <laughs> I, Kirk Patrick dancing around. I'm going to give it to Hanson. I'm going to give it to Hanson. Oh, they're considered a boy band? Some people do, because they were pop and they were three guys. Yeah, but they didn't do, like, dance routines and shit. They did in the Mbop video. Dude. They did a little bit of dancing. <laughs> we did Hanson on this podcast, didn't we? We sure did. <laughs> good time. That was a good episode. Go back and listen, everyone. That was early on. That was, like, in the within the first 50 episodes, for sure. I might even say 20. Is this a song that makes it feel like it's 10 minutes long? 
And all these songs are relatively short from what I remember. They are. Some are five, six minutes long. This one is over five, but it, yeah. This song just really doesn't do it for me at all. This is the break song. You wait for him to do Shakedown Street again. <laughs> Play Shakedown Street again! <laughs> That's wild to me that you didn't realize that was them or didn't that know. It happened to me with David Bowie. It happened to you with David Bowie, too. A little bit. Fame. Way more with me. Fame was the one that got me. Jeez. I had no idea that was David Bowie. I was shocked. And then, then we both like, hey, I like David Bowie. <laughs> I saw something, a video about men who, you know hooked up like a lot of rock stars who hooked up with younger women and he was apparently one of them he was like in his 20s he would like fuck 15 year olds and shit and that's that's repulsive of course he did yeah that's disgusting it's hard for that to it's stuff like that like some people i can look past it and some people i can't and that's rough for me for david who are Bowie. some people you can michael jackson can touch all the kids he wants to i'm just kidding <laughs> The younger the child gets, the easier it is for me. <laughs> I don't think I believe that, though. I, I think he was a weirdo, but I don't know that I believe all of that, which we've talked about that many times. We won't have to get into it now. But I don't know. Like, I think R. Kelly is an absolute monster, but I still like some of his songs. I mean, I'm still going to like David Bowie's music, but it might make me feel different about David Bowie as a person, as it should. I shouldn't hold it against some people and not others. But I don't think that anything will make me not listen to their music anymore. I think I can always separate that, usually. Unless I just think the music is bad. I say fuck all the 15-year-old girls you want. I don't really mean that. Don't nail me to the cross. I wouldn't because you're not worth worshipping. Just kidding. I'll tell that to many guy friends who you've had who have done that to you. A lot of them like you a lot. A lot of people think that you're the bee's knees. Here's what Sam. I call the, it's what I call the Sam curse. They meet me, they think I'm really cool. They get really interested. Then they realize how aloof and uninterested I am in them. If that couldn't be a better way to describe it. <laughs> and then they try desperately to get me to hang out. <laughs> and then I never, ever, ever do. So the people that I do hang out with should feel feel very privileged. Yeah, it took a lot of working on you to get to where you are now, like hanging out with friends on your own again without me if it wasn't for golf i wouldn't see any of those fuckers ever <laughs> yeah but you still have something that you're doing on your own i guess we have one more song oh i sam. gotta finish the sam cycle and then they realize that i'm actually really aloof and i'm uh, uninterested and i'm unreliable and then they get over me and then i'm probably turned into a dick in their eyes but boom which i am i can't argue it I'd say after 14 years with you, that is a good description of who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Only you, you're, you're less of those things except being a dick and aloof with me. Oh, yeah. You're the only person I text back uh -huh. on time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I, it makes me feel good because I have such low self-esteem to know that someone who I think is so great, <laughs> even though you have tons of flaws, but that you choose me does make me feel kind of nice, but I'm still just a big, fat fucking cow uh, pile of shit. We have one more song here. Let's move along to it so we can get through this album because we do have another podcast to record in just over an hour. <laughs> we do. All right. So let's finish this up with Truckin', which was the one and only single and the A-side to Ripple. I love the beginning of it. The that song, classic blues. Uh, 
Oh, you mean, I was trying to play it again, but it wouldn't do it. If I don't want it to start the song from the beginning, it, it will, but if I try to make it happen, it won't. This song, you should know, because I've played it around you many times. I've actually heard this song for a while. I just don't think I ever knew it was Grateful Dead. Paul F. Tompkins will reference the song every once in a while as well. Like, yeah. what a long, strange trip it's been, different things oh, like that. Oh, that's this song? Mm-hmm. Okay, then yeah, I definitely knew this. And I love that they're doing that classic old blues everything. I love this song. I think this song is great. Uh, you know that song? Uh, sitting, uh, my baby right next to me at the wheel. Fuck. Uh-huh. Driving along in my automobile. It's that very same. My baby beside me at the wheel. It's that same feel. It's one of the first songs I ever learned on guitar. Hmm. I never liked that song. I do because it's the blues. Although I got trapped into a blues cage. I can't say I didn't like it. I just, it's never stood out to me as a song to like actively, I guess, is all I meant. I think I only like it because it's one of the first songs I like. Makes sense. Same reason I really like Wipeout. Fuck, I was going to say, that's why I love Hot Cross Buns. Ah. But just, it just jammed in there real fast. Hot Cross Buns. That's why I always like Three Blind Mice. Keep it moving. That's the only other, wait. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Is that the same melody? Medley? Med- melody? Medley? medley? It's the same medley. That's the same vegetable medley. Uh, I enjoy this song. Lots of good bass playing. Oh. Sometimes the light's all shining on me. It's not F up anymore. Oh, I didn't know. The, I didn't know it's up and then down. It's fine. But this is the part that is very well known that Paul will say along. What a long, strange trip it's been. I, I, I think this song is wonderful. It's a good song. This is what I would uh, want them to be yes, more like. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I that, agree. This is Shakedown Street. I'm all in, baby. I agree. I think Shakedown Street is one of their best songs. I like this voice, too. I don't know who this is. Bob Weir is okay. the lead singer on this. I was going to guess that it was Bob Weir. Which kind of makes sense because Jenny, her favorites were the more rock and rollers. Mm-hmm. She, her favorite was uh, from the Beatles was um, George, George Harrison. Her favorite, I think, from Grateful Dead was Bob Weir. You said she listened to that other Bob Weir band that she liked a lot. Rat Dog. Rat Dog. Yeah, it's just a grooving song. I don't really have anything more to say about it. It's just. I'm just grooving on it now. Yeah, I've liked the song for a long time. I think it. I would agree that I would like if the dead were more like this all of the time. But I I like that walking bass. Which is, you know, that basic blues. But I just, I enjoy it more. I like. Bill Lesh. I, I like having that, that groove in there. I usually like when bands are more groovy versus when they like to lay back. Me too. So, as, we know. as we've been saying lately, I like my band more like this song. That's what we've been doing a lot. So, I do think that I feel like this and Shakedown Street and things like that. That's how I prefer my my dead, but I like some other songs in there as well. It also helps for conversation about this album because we can... Uh, Ups and downs. 
uh-huh. different valleys to go through. Sorry for the yawns. It happens no matter what time of day and no matter how much sleep I've had. True. And I'm always tired. This. God damn it. Ah. It's contagious this is the like song COVID. Where their group vocals sound the best as well. It sounds more put together in this song. Sounds like they tried more. It sounds like they actually tried to say, okay, your voice here, your voice here, instead of, all right, we're all just singing this part. And on time with each other. Finishing words and starting words at the same time. Like, when you're trying to double, like, screams and stuff, Mm -hmm. everyone doubles their screams. It just makes it sound better. Makes sense. It sounds better, unless you're going for a multiple scream sound. If you're going to make it sound like you want it to sound like one cohesive thing, you have to start and end syllables at the same fucking spot. Mm-hmm. Your S's at the ends of words, like if it trails a little bit more, it, it makes alignment sound weird. And I think that's the same thing on uh, harmonizing vocals. And mm-hmm. I think it helps greatly to really pay attention to that, which would be harder back in the day because you can't see it. Now I can look at the files while I'm recording and I can just, mm-hmm. okay, I got to end now. <laughs> yeah, that does help. Which helps, but. Well, we are done with that album, Sam. Cool. And uh, we are officially to the part of the podcast where it is time to go over some questions. Hey, what is your answer? Questions. I got some questions. Questions. I got some questions. Answers. What is your answer? Answer. I need your answer. All right. So why did I choose this? This was not super planned for me. This was me also just, I had so much time before a podcast that I had to pick something and. Ah, the scramble. (laughs) It was a scramble and I don't, I really kind of don't know where this came from other than I will sometimes just look through playlists of songs that i have saved and i saw a song in there so i was like huh this band and then i looked around for a bit and i went with this album because i thought it was representative of uh what i would be the most into um and what do i think you thought already got through it uh what was your judgment prior to actually listening to this maybe i should have asked that uh my Judgment prior to listening to this was... Or wait, is that what we already went over before? kind of went over it before. It's been the same for months now. None of it's really hitting me hard. The ones that are hitting me hard, it's not Grateful Dead. The ones that are hitting me hard are like Mac Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you say Grateful Dead, I go, ah, 70s guitars, I'll be fine. It'll be easier, (laughs) at least. Yeah. Okay, how many times did you listen to this album? Uh... I only listened to this about two and a half okay. on my own. Uh, you played it around me once, and I got I listened to the back half closely when you were playing it. And then now. Okay. So we can count it kind of three. Enough. All right. I was about four. Cool. Uh, Sam's least favorite song, uh, I could say... So, you know, Most songs. we have to use my phone for one of these cameras, so I don't have the track listing currently in front of me. Uh... Uh, so, I don't know the name of the least favorite song. Okay. So, do you want to look at this real quick? You can just tell me what it is. I think that you don't like Addicts of My Life, which is the song that we heard right before Truckin'. 
No, it's the other one that you thought was Drony 2. Or wait, did you not like that one? I didn't like that one, but there was another, which was Ripple, because I thought that Ripple had like a gospel sound to it. This is the one. This one's more annoying to me because it seems more backcountry. Like, it seems like they have jugs of moonshine. Mm -hmm. And while that sounds fun and I would be fine with it, the aesthetic of that does not please me. (laughs) Hill people music. Yes. I love the idea of a hill people life. Like, people leave me alone. I can do whatever I want out here. I can drink whatever I want. I can smoke whatever I want. I can eat whatever I want. But it turns me off visually. Well, hill people (laughs) usually turn into the uneducated, the incestual (laughs) people. Like, hill people are like what you think of in West Virginia and shit. Trash West Virginia. Like, gar- like yeah, when I think of hill people, it's it's not like a well-rounded family who's like doing all their book learning and keeping up with things. I think of someone who has completely lost touch with Willfully reality. Ignorant. Yeah, like we we don't go, we don't put our kids in school. We teach our kids how to eat how possum. to grow, yeah, and hunt <laughs> and stuff like that. Which is fine. But then, you know, we like to keep things within our circle. We don't like to branch outside of that. So that's why old cousin Jethro has four teeth and none of them are growing in the right direction. Stuff like that. So uh, that was what I believe your least favorite song. You probably don't know what my least favorite song is, do you? It would be between those two songs. I was going to say, it's probably that one. Ripple? Or maybe it's the one before Chugged. It's actually Addicts of My Life. I think they're both pretty terrible. But this one is longer, and I think it's dronier than Ripple. Ripple has at least a little more uh, life in it than this does. This is a total snooze fest for me. No, no interest at all. That's right up there with my worst, too. It's just Mm -hmm. had that... If you add that moonshine look, then it beats it. (laughs) As far as favorite goes for you, that's going to be tough for me. Um, Because I'd say Shakedown Street, but it's not on this album. Yes, my Um, (laughs) favorite one is Shakedown Street. Play it. Boom. Um, I'm honestly not really sure. Would it be Sugar Magnolia? I'm going to give you a hint that I think it's the same one you're going to say. You think so? So for both of us, our favorite song is Truckin'? That's mine. It's yours too, isn't it? It's the it's most rock and roll song my favorite on the song. fucking album. This is the song that made me choose this album specifically. Okay. <laughs> this was the song that I saw. Sugar Magnolia is good, but this has it's the goddamn blues. Mm-hmm. I play the blues from time to time. This it's is heavily my, blues. I solo in the blues almost exclusively. So I'm all in. The bass line's the best of the whole time. I think the vocal quality's the best of the whole time. I think Bob Weir might be my favorite voice on the album. I like Pig Pen earlier. Yeah, I think that this I think is Bob solid. Weir's solid. I agree. Jerry Garcia does not is not my favorite vocalist in the band at all. No, he's got a really nice beard. Or he did. Yeah, and he works like cool dark sunglasses and stuff, but other than that. And I bet they were all cool guys. I bet they are cool guys. Whoever's still alive. Yeah. That's the other thing too. Like I always talk shit about these bands and I never really mean them personally. Unless there's stories about them personally being pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. But it's just like being on the road. I know so many people who are great dudes that I've been friends with bands on the road and I can't stand their fucking music or their show. Don't want to watch it. Don't care for it. Never tell them that. 
I always say, great fucking show, dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I get along with Kent really well, and I I literally like nothing that he brings to the table. And I don't mean as a person. I mean, like, media-wise. He'll be oh, like, yeah. like you, you would like this movie, or you might like this song, or like, whatever. No, don't. And it's literally every time it's a no. And it's like, I think that we're just not on the same page with stuff like this. Which is, I mean, it's kind of okay, because my friend Mandy... We're not on the same page with music or anything like that, but we still get along really well. I don't know. So I was saying, like, when we talk shit about these things, it's not about these people. Usually. Like, I bet the fucking Grateful Dead were really fun to hang out with. Oh, I'm sure they're fine people. It's just that this doesn't work for me as what I'm going to put on to jam to or get energized from. (laughs) No, the majority of this is not happening. Again, but something like Shakedown Street, I think, would be a good starter song for... All kinds of oh, things. yeah. Shake down my street, baby. All right. So how old was I when I first started listening to this album? I first started listening to this album for this podcast. But as far as listening to The Grateful Dead, I would say... I would say very early adulthood. Like 18, 19 is when that picked up. <clears throat> On a quest for other things? Yeah, just like going through stuff. Like finding Zeppelin and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I'm just going through. And I... I this wasn't something that I would put to the side. I still do actively enjoy The Grateful Dead. I just don't listen to them a lot. But like Truckin', I will listen to that all the time because I think that song is great. And I've played that around you many times. So <laughs> How did I originally feel about it? I wouldn't probably, and this bleeds into would I recommend this today or would I listen to this again? I would say um, n- there are a lot of songs on here that I wouldn't be okay with listening to again. So, like, as a whole, uh, I don't necessarily enjoy the full album. But, again, I'm not, like, a hardcore fan of the band. So, I'm not going to be... I shouldn't be offending anyone because my opinion means nothing. Um but that's why I wouldn't necessarily recommend it because you either like it or you don't. I don't think me, I'm, I'm not a strong enough fan. I'm not behind them enough to suggest them to someone and make up someone's mind. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that this is a band that I should even try to recommend or convince someone to like, because I don't think I'm a good enough. uh... You can't back it up. Yeah. 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 So, no, I wouldn't recommend this. Would I even listen to this again as a whole? No. But, Sam, would you listen to this album again? No, I would not. And when you were describing that, it reminds me, Zappa and Grateful Dead are a lot alike in a huge catalog of things and a huge, like, fan base. Mm -hmm. Or a psycho fan base, I should say. Not psycho, but, you know, fanatical fan base, including me with Zappa. It would be like someone who doesn't listen to a lot of Zappa being like, you should listen to this one album. And you're like, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. So that's what I was thinking of the whole time. Yeah, like, so I don't that. really like Zappa, but you should listen to this Zappa album. And it's like, why would I listen to you? But at the same time, if anyone said anyone should listen to any Zappa album, I'm like, you got it right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so take what I just said out the fucking window. So you have to rate this zero out of 10, Oliver, the rock and roll cats. I'm going to give it five and a half. Ooh. Uh, I think it's a really good example of for people that like that kind of music. Like, I can't negate that they did a great job of making this type of album. It's just not for me. Okay. So I'm giving it a five and a half. Okay. Boom. I would probably give it a five. 
I think it has some really good songs. I think it has a lot of, I think it has a good hand of songs that are passable for me. And I don't mean passable like okay, like skippable is kind of what I meant to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll give it five. Sam, can you describe this album in one word? Do you need me to give it back to you? Because I wrote it down for you. I've got it. Earthy. <laughs> Earthy kit? <laughs> yeah, Earthy kit. <clears throat> oh my god. Like acid or something just shot up from my stomach all of a sudden into my throat. So when it's my turn to give a word, I'm dying. I'm going to change my word. Are you? Yeah. Okay. So from earthy to body odor. Okay. That's that's the vibe you get from this album. Yeah, you know they stunk while they were making this fucking thing. The people that go and hang out and watch this all stunk too. I'm gonna say soft. Soft. Soft and stinky. Mellow. It's groovy, but it's very mellow. So I'm going just soft, like soft rock. That's that's what that's 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 what I think there. So we are finished with the questions. Next, we are going to be having a guest. We're going to be recording it not long after this. Nope. I have to take a shit now, too. <laughs> Mine went away, so you're fine. Good. Uh, Kent's going to be on here, and he is bringing us Here Come the Mummies single, single on Tundra. So <laughs> that will be the next episode. Keep an eye out on that. As always, we do appreciate you being here because uh, we're lame and we don't have a lot of people who like us. So if you like us, thanks. And uh, by now, videos should be going up. So yeah. check out our videos on YouTube and stuff. Uh, we can't put the whole video up, but we're going to choose clips that we think are either funny or representative of the podcast. Yeah, we'll get some get of some us more out listeners. there. Hopefully Thanks. we'll get some better stuff camera-wise, too. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Let's go, because I have to poop. All right, bye. Bye. There's so much poop on this podcast all the time.